0: Hi, this is Gail with Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. The experience we're talking about today is something that I have always dreamed of, but have never done, which is going to Antarctica. Yes, it is very cool, so I hear. Being on Antarctica, in the silence, in the snow surrounded by penguins and and maybe it could feel like march of the penguins and you'd see like the daddy penguin coming with the baby penguin and then the tears would well up in your eyes as you would watch these baby penguins being fed truly amazing or you could make some big life decision while being Antarctica there in the cold looking on the distance and now getting true perspective of life and feeling extremely small because you won't be at your desk. You won't be at your 9 to 5 or whatever hours you work. You would be there in this remote area with just you, the snow, the ice, the icebergs. I feel like this is really an experience that everyone should have to feel this small in such a big world. This is probably the closest that we could come to kind of being on another planet is being on Antarctica. And no, I haven't been to Antarctica. It is now on my bucket list. However, I found someone who has been to Antarctica, Chelsea, uh, who has actually started a blog, The New Wife Style, which she can tell you a little bit more about that. But definitely go check it out, thenewwifestyle.com and enjoy the show. Hey, thanks for thanks for joining today. This is so this is really cool. So this is Chelsea Avery here today. And you run a really cool blog called The, the New Wifestyle.
1: I do, yes. The New Wifestyle. It's all about empowering women and our relationships. That's what my jam is all about. That is so cool. So
0: what is one of your favorite Uh, articles on the new lifestyle? Hmm, That is a good
1: question. One of my top favorite, the ones that are always the hardest to write that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm oversharing. I don't know if this is like too much of me. Those are the ones that I always feel the proudest of that always seem to do the best. So anytime I'm talking about wanting kids or not wanting kids or my anxiety or problems that have been issues in my marriage, but have then been, been resolved. Those are the ones that I tend to like the best. Oh,
0: all right. I'm going to have to go fishing for some <laughs> of these here. Uh, I love it when people get personal.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's me. Overshare.
0: <laughs> so Chelsea here is uh, an amazing woman. You, you're a speaker. Uh, she's married and she, she wouldn't have at least I don't wanna put words in your mouth, but you wanna create a blog for kind of women in this new age and mm-hmm. and that marriage today is not what it was maybe fifty
1: or hundred years ago and to totally. provide articles for
0: women. <laughs> Today and some men too, and men. yeah,
1: I definitely I have male readers. I when I got married eight years ago, I was sort of looking for this like, oh, what do what do I do now? What does this even mean? Uh, and everything that I found was heavily steeped in some type of religion. And my husband and I are not religious. Um, we're very spiritual and have you know we believe good values, but I was not identifying with any of those resources, so. <laughs> I decided to write from my own perspective um, and interview other women who are in different walks of life but are very intentional with who they are and their relationships. So, the new lifestyle is all about making choices and not living in these outdated expectations of marriage or women or that whole genre cool and
0: you can visit the blog at the lifestyle.com and there will also be a link in the show notes so awesome you can discover more about chelsea here <laughs> but today we're actually talking about traveling to antarctica Woo! yeah i mean that is super cool
1: <laughs> literally so cold
0: <laughs> oh i got it, I got it. So when did you go to Antarctica and why did you go to Antarctica?
1: Yeah. Great question. So we went, my husband and I went to Antarctica in November, 2015. Uh, so a couple years ago, and it all started because we love to travel for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'd been to five continents and it always had the desire to go to all seven. And typically the seventh continent is the very elusive Antarctica, right. uh, which like less than 1% of 1% of people have been there. Um, And so we, of course, had to figure out how to pay for it. We do run a communication consulting firm together. And so we were like, how can we also make this a business expense Uh (laughs) while helping people? So we put together a program called the Map to Dreaming Big. And we had people join us from all over the world via webinar. And we went to seven continents, teaching people how to make their big dreams a reality. So our big dream was to do those seven continents. And they were along with us on our way as we approached that goal. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So it was you and your husband. Mm -hmm. And did you guys have other friends or family or... No, we had only met one other couple that had ever gone to Antarctica and they are super wealthy. They flew into Antarctica. So there's this thing called Drake's Passage Uh uh, to get to Antarctica and it's the roughest seas in the world. It's where the Atlantic, the Pacific and the Southern oceans all meet. And so it's just like a big soup that just throws you around. Wow. Yeah. And I happen to have a huge fear of vomit and being around people that are getting sick. And so this was like a huge (laughs) mental thing for me where I was like, do I even want to go to Antarctica if we cannot afford to fly over Drake's passage? And you're on it for 38 hours. Whoa. You're on a boat. Mm -hmm. How big was this boat? This boat? I don't know. I don't remember. It was tiny. So there were 88 of us guests slash passengers and then okay. there were like 35 crew members so it was small it was a small okay. boat and and so did you and your husband have your own room we did have our own room mm-hmm. we got the cheaper room so that we were in really cute bunk beds
0: uh-huh.
1: um and it the because the waters <laughs> uh-huh. get so rough very romantic they actually, i know it's super romantic yeah. they actually have like bed railings because Uh it gets so rough that you will literally get tossed out of your bed. That was an interesting adventure. Yeah. How is sleeping
0: in these rough seas?
1: Yeah. Sleeping. Here's my most uh, important tip to you. Should you go and you absolutely need to go take the drowsy Dramamine Take the Dramamine, take the medicine that just knocks you flat out. You do not need to be awake for two days. Don't do it. So so going there, we had the patches on our ears to help like behind our ears. And that doesn't make you drowsy, but it Uh just like, you're very consciously aware of how miserable this is. Uh, And on the way back, we took the drowsy, sleepy Dramamine. So just go with the drowsy, sleepy one. You don't need to be awake. Yeah. So,
0: where'd you leave from? Like, where? Like, how did how did you get to Antarctica? Yes.
1: Yeah, so, you can either access it from New Zealand, or what most like Americans and Europeans do is you fly to the southernmost tip of South America, which is in Ushuaia, Argentina,
0: uh-huh. and
1: from there is where the port is to get on your little boat to mm-hmm. travel to Antarctica. So we did uh, our sixth webinar on our sixth continent in Buenos Aires and we flew down to the southernmost tip in Ushuaia uh-huh. and we spent a night there and then left the next morning on our expedition.
0: Okay. So then you're, you're on the boat for 38 hours mm-hmm. and then you arrive to like a huge city in Antarctica, right? <laughs> kind right. of like New York city. Mm-hmm. like totally. Very similar.
1: Maybe Brooklyn. Just kidding. Yeah, Cool. Uh, so yeah, we get there. And as the seas sort of calm themselves, we're able to look outside and I see my first big, beautiful iceberg. And I'm like, holy cow, we are in Antarctica. Cool. And as people slowly start to emerge from their cabins, because the crew was even like, we're not serving food. They like came around and literally like threw a bottle of water and a sandwich in everyone's room. <laughs> so as that all calm down. Uh, we emerge and we look around and it is like nothing I've ever seen. It is majestic, sharp peak mountains. It is white snow. It is icebergs galore. It, it almost felt like I was on a different planet. Like if I had ever been to the moon, it felt like it was the moon. Whoa. It was so wild.
0: Now, there are people that live in Antarctica. So as you came up to Antarctica, did you see like a little town or anything?
1: That is a great question. No. So it's super secluded. There are 10,000 people that live in Antarctica during the summer months. And their summer months, which is also when you're allowed to travel, is November through March. Uh Otherwise, it gets too icy and you can't get in or out. And so then there's only... 1,000 people that live in Antarctica during like the darkest of the days in the winter. Wow. So it's very, very secluded. There are certain research bases Uh all over. I think there are 18 different countries that have research bases on Antarctica, but it's really spread out. So we did not go to research base. Usually you, as a tourist, you do not go to a research base because they're like doing important stuff or whatever.
0: Mm -hmm,
1: Uh, Right. So you're with your crew and the expedition team. Okay. So the people you're on the boat
0: with is right. like your, your people. That's it.
1: Yeah. These are the same people that we saw. So we were on it for 10 nights and 11 days. Subtract four of those because two going there and Drake's passage and two coming home, just not worth counting. <laughs> so yes, the people who are the staff on the boat, uh-huh. Are essential to creating your experience. And then the people that are also traveling, amazing. So interesting. It it ranged from, you know, people in their late 20s all the way to I think the oldest couple was like 86. Cool. And it was their last continent. So oh, yeah, wow. we didn't see any, we did not see another single person except for the people that were on our boat. And when we went to one stop in port. Lockroy, Uh which is where you can get your passport stamped for Antarctica as well as like a little baby souvenir shop. But other than that, nothing. So what did you do while you're in Antarctica? (laughs) There is a lot of on and off the boat. So that's what I loved about it. At first, my mind going into it was like, this is going to be a cruise. Like I've done an Alaskan cruise. This will be fun. And then researching a little bit more. No, not a cruise. Get that out of your head. (laughs) An Expedition. Like you are exploring day in and day out, which is very different than anything I'd ever done before. So they have these... Smaller boats called Zodiacs and they would take mm-hmm. us off of our bigger boat uh, once or twice a day and we would go visit little islands. We got to step on the continent of Antarctica twice. Otherwise, it was other smaller islands, we went into um an active volcano that Wait, what? on the top of it. I know it was wild. So it was a lot of exploring. Like we hung out with penguins, we saw whales, we did iceberg tours. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced. And I was so unprepared of how life changing and life affirming the whole experience. Was. So how is it how is it life changing? For me, it was going to this place that Not a lot of people get to go to Mm -hmm. as well as it's an expensive place to get to. And so that was a big struggle, not struggle, but that was part of our goal of like, how are we going to be able to afford this and, you know, still be able to pay our rent and eat our food in addition to my quirky mental health status of like hating seasickness, being really uncomfortable with having to like share a bathroom. We did have a private room, but we shared a bathroom with the joining private room. And so mm-hmm. all of that was like such a mind challenge for me. Yeah. So surviving that, I distinctly remember coming back from Antarctica and going to check our PO box And I remember looking around the post office and being like, I bet no one else in this whole building has been to Antarctica. And it gave me this jolt of like confidence that I'm like, holy cow, I survived something that for me was really hard Mm -hmm. and really intense. And it was so much better than I thought it could ever be.
0: So cool. So cool. Did your husband enjoy the trip as much as
1: you did? He did. He, we both. Have a hard time saying, like, this is our favorite, or like, this is our top trip, or places we've gone. But without a doubt, we both agree Antarctica, top of the list, because it's unlike any other trip you've taken. You do not see another soul except for the people that you eat dinner with, that you adventure with. We've now made lifelong friends with mm-hmm. about eight people that live all over the world. We've met up with them. We just met up with uh, one of them in the UK earlier this year. We're going to Holland for a wedding. Like, amazing. Cool.
0: So cool. Now, what was your favorite moment? Like if you could recreate
1: Antarctica right now, what moment would you go to? Great question. My favorite moment was stepping on the continent for the very first time, like the landmass of Antarctica. We have a huge world map in our living room that we've had up for years and seeing that little piece at the bottom, which believe it or not, I'm like this new map advocate because anytime I'm in like a Michael's or a home goods store, I see these maps and they always leave out Antarctica. So pay attention to that because it's going to start to annoy you. They leave out Antarctica? There's nothing along the bottom. It's, it's Oh,
0: I've never done. We have Antarctica on our map. Good. It's it's there. Don't worry.
1: Okay, good. Yeah. So for me, it was, (laughs) it was stepping on to the ice packed continent of Antarctica and looking around being like, holy cow. I did not know if I would ever be capable of actually making it here. Mm -hmm. And now I am here, surrounded by penguins and the love of my life. It doesn't get much cooler than this.
0: So uh, what did it look like?
1: It was stark white and untouched snow everywhere. And then these sharp, jagged peaks of mountains like I've never seen before. It was almost like the Grand Tetons with their jaggedness times 10. And it was so isolating and made me feel so small in such a powerful way to be like, wow, I am a part of this huge world and I am a small teeny tiny part of it. It was incredible.
0: Cool. So you saw, you saw penguins, you saw whales. What kind of whales did you see? Yeah,
1: we saw humpback whales and some orca. And then there were three different kinds of penguins that we saw. And then there were a couple birds, but there's not a lot going on there. There are some fish in the water that we saw, of course, mm-hmm. that the penguins like to eat. But really, I like we at the end of the trip, I was desensitized to my love of penguins. It was just like, "Oh, there's another penguin walking near me," which was <laughs> like that's a crazy sentence <laughs> to say. And you know, weird side note that penguin poop smells very distinctive and is very hard to like get out of your boots. So, oh. Keep that oh, in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Penguin mm-hmm. poop.
1: <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't either. I did not No.
0: So how, okay. So it's cold down there, even though you're there in balmy summer,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: What, what'd it feel like? How, how were you prepared?
1: This for is how cold day? it was. Yeah, I get me. back from like day three. Uh, I'm sitting, waiting for our food. And I feel something in my mouth, which is super weird. Like when you haven't put anything in your mouth and a filling from my tooth had popped out, like oh. that is how cold it is. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so I, it ranges from like 20 degrees Fahrenheit to 40 degrees, but then the wind chill can kick up and it, it can get super, super cold, but that is balmy comparatively. Like I would say it was generally like thirties. So your filling came out. Was there a dentist on the boat? There was not a dentist. Thankfully, like this filling did not affect my ability to eat and drink delicious food and wine there. Uh, (laughs) But that was so wild to be like, wow, it's so cold that my teeth are doing weird things. So yeah, we were super bundled up. I was constantly wearing truly four pairs of wool socks and my toes were still frozen because your option is once you get on the Zodiac and leave the boat, you have to wait to the Zodiac to take you back. So you're walking around for, I think we probably spent anywhere from like one to three hours, just like hiking around, exploring, taking Mm -hmm. pictures of amazing icebergs that were the craziest, like deepest blues and greenest greens. And so you're not, really coming and going as you please so lots of layers was very important and the weather can change in an instant i'm from colorado and our weather Uh here changes crazily but not like antarctica it would be beautiful and sunny and then all of a sudden a storm would roll in and they'd be like get on the zodiacs we got to get back to the boat right now or we could get stranded here whoa whoa Yeah. yeah and i remember the first time we landed or took a Zodiac out to an island, they threw these huge sort of tent duffel bags Mm -hmm. out on the ground. And I was like, Oh, what's that? What's that for? And they were like, it's a three day supply of goods. Should we become stranded here? And I was like, okay, great. Great. Awesome. We got three days. I'm like, I'm going to stay kind of close to the Zodiacs. Have they ever had to use the three days worth of supplies with a boat? I did not ask them that question because (laughs) I did not want to know the answer. (laughs) I'm so curious. I, I want to I know. know of any like Antarctica know. stranded stories. Like, I don't know. They're pretty like, so the crew m- over half of them had their PhDs and they're wow. naturalists. They're super smart. Like you don't take a job in Antarctica. If you're like, I just need to make some money, like very, we're passionate, highly educated. And so someone was always like talking to the boat, keeping track of the weather, like watching the winds and all that. So I don't know. They were prepared. I liked that, but I I didn't actually want to ask them if they'd used it. Uh So your boat is like your, your home
0: base. That's where you're sleeping, Mm -hmm. you're eating, you're, you're on your boat. Yep. And hanging out with your people there. (laughs) And then you're taking Zodiacs out. You're checking out icebergs, penguins,
1: whales, hiking around. Like, are you doing a lot of hiking? Like miles worth or? No, I wouldn't say miles. And it's totally your, comfort level. Right. So we had to be able to stay within a certain radius of our guides so that they were like, so they knew where we were. Uh, so it wasn't ever too crazy, but they would sometimes take a group that wanted to like hike up a certain peak or something, but it was not something so intense that you had to like have water and all that for hours and hours. Uh, we did go to an old It's where they like captured whales and used them for oil Uh, and it was super run down. And so that was really interesting to go to. And we also saw some like old boats. I don't remember from what year we saw an old rusted, like this boat would have been way worse to travel through Drake's passage through. But other than that, it was mostly nature and, Just taking, looking around, and it's so bizarre to look around and not see buildings or cities or people or stop signs or Starbucks. Like Uh, it's no Starbucks, (laughs) right? It's this beautiful blank slate that's way more exciting than it sounds like. Mm -hmm, Uh, It's mm -hmm. really an incredible, almost like I said earlier, a different planet type feel. So who should go to Antarctica? Go to Antarctica if you love adventure. If you're someone that wants to meet other people who really like adventure. It was crazy that we were the, like, we're in our 30s, we were in our 20s then. And we were the people that were like, yeah, we got to go home after this. Because everyone else was like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to go backpack through Chile for 20 days after this. Like, these people are serious travelers. And it was really great to be surrounded by people who value travel as much as we do. Yeah. And go there if you're wanting an opportunity like you've never experienced before. That sounds perfect.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to talk some logistics here. All right. How much did it cost? We are all wondering the price tag of this trip. It's
1: not cheap. It's so not cheap. So That's okay, <laughs> how we did it? I would say, including our flights to Buenos Aires and then Ushuaia uh-huh. and the cruise itself, I would say we spent about twenty thousand dollars total per. So ten thousand so dollars per, per person. If you look online, we went through Antarctic ex- Expeditions, and the room that we had is about like seven thousand dollars each Mm -hmm. maybe like yeah something like that and then with all the other like expenses and things like that and keep in mind we were at like not the nice room like we smelled exhaust a lot and you know we were in bunk beds with a shared bathroom and that was like that was the cheapest we could find with still planning in advance Mm -hmm. Mm but we planned about I want to say 10 months in advance, uh, they do have better deals. Like if you're flexible and you can just cruise out, they're always wanting to fill their, their ships before they leave on an expedition. So if you're able to hop on like a last minute deal, then do that.
0: All right. Okay. So, so would you just fly down to you? Wait, what's the name of the city?
1: Ushuaia. Yes. So you could fly to Ushuaia. Yep. And then from there, I mean, we literally walked because Ushuaia is not very big uh, down to the pier with that and then boarded the boat and then flew back. Uh, I believe Ushuaia often has a connection in Buenos Aires, Argentina. So you
0: could try to fly down to Ushuaia and try to get on a boat without a reservation if they need to fill one and get a super cheap ticket on?
1: Yeah. And sometimes they, I want to say about a month out, they'll start to drop the prices. Okay. And I mean, if you're not going to like save a ton of money, but I, I know they drop it down at least a couple thousand dollars,
0: but then your plane tickets are going to be more expensive, possibly right. a month out. So, yep.
1: so it's yeah. And I'm a planner. So I'm like, Nope, I'm not waiting for that. We got to figure out how to make more money and just do it. Right. Right. But you did it. We you did figured
0: it. out how to save 20 K to throw right. on this trip and go to Antarctica
1: yeah which is no small feat like we were year 2 in our business and yeah. you know worked really hard we budgeted the heck out of it we were not buying new clothes we were not going out to eat you know it was a very intentional goal of ours to be able to afford this
0: but i love it i'm all about goal Thanks. planning and yep. traveling and making making it work when you're really thinking about everything you're spending money on and mm-hmm. what you can cut out or other hobbies you're not going to do so you can do that trip
1: Exactly. And it was worth, I mean, we are always saying like travel is an investment. Like we Mm -hmm. don't spend money on it. It is an investment. And this one paid off times 10. It was way more incredible than I thought I would have experienced.
0: Cool. So cool. Okay. And so we've
1: got 10 K a person for this Mm -hmm. trip. And Uh, that's, that's taking the boat. I think it's like 20,000 a person. If you're going to just fly over. So if
0: you're going to fly over, where would you fly out of?
1: I believe you fly somewhere out of Chile or possibly Ushuaia. And then I'm not exactly sure where you land because I was like, I'm not going to look at that. It's just going to make me mad that I can't fly.
0: But then are they then joining the boat?
1: Yes. So not for not on our boats. So there are other boats and this is an important thing to note. So there are some cruise boats where you don't ever get off the boat. So if you're fine, just like chilling and cruising around and like, that's a cruise where it's fancy and nice. And it's a bunch of rich people. They have those options. Right. So I believe you do eventually join that cruise boat. Uh, There are some options where you could like camp overnight but it's still associated. I'm not sure if I would want to camp. Yeah, that doesn't really sound like my speed either. No, but for those of you who (laughs) want to camp
0: in Antarctica, it sounds like you...
1: It's possible. It's possible. So, But my recommendation is for sure get on an expedition and ensure that you will actually get to walk around and hang out on the continent, not do a drive-by, a boat-by. Wow. Okay,
0: cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So... Best time to go
1: is you said November through
0: March. Is that right? Yeah, that
1: is the time to go because otherwise it is ice blocked and you cannot get in.
0: Okay, so you want to be able to get in and and get you there. Get out. And as far as like clothing and what to bring, Mm -hmm. did they like give you jackets and gloves and hats or did you have to bring Antarctica? We had to bring it all.
1: So my, my vote is if you're a planner, like pre-plan to go get a really nice coat when it, when winter is over and they're like putting all their coats on clearance. That's what we did. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So bring hats, gloves, so many wool socks and, and splurge on like the nice smart wool socks. Don't be doing some like half and half something like your feet need it. We also Mm -hmm. bought a bunch of those like hand warmers that you break and, um, like warm you for a couple hours. Those don't do anything because it's too cold. So don't spend your time or money on those. Right. Um, they will provide, and this again, varies by each expedition that you're on, but ours did provide some like Wellington, Rubber boots, and Mm -hmm. you always have to step in this solution before you get on any part of Antarctica and once you get off, because they don't want you contaminating or bringing anything to and from. So they provided those. I also had hiking boots. You want to bring snow pants, you want to bring like thermal clothes to put under. It's all about layering. Fleece is good, a a nice scarf, and then a face mask if you want to go extreme. Cause you'd rather have it than not. All right. That's us. Uh, those are some good tips. Mm-hmm. So
0: what is your ultimate tip? If you are going to do this trip of to like be prepared for, or to bring.
1: Okay. Be prepared for rough seas. Okay. And take the sleepy dramamine <laughs> and then, and then be open to experiences that you didn't think would change you, but absolutely will. The icebergs, the people that you meet, be open to it Uh and fully embrace the fact that you are in Antarctica. Cool. Now, what about like kids? Could you bring kids on this trip? So one of the friends that I met, her name's Julia, she found out about this cruise in Antarctica a year and a half before she actually got on it because she was in Ushuaia with her one-year-old and she was like, let's do it. Like, let's book this last minute cruise right now. And they said, no, can't do it. Like your kid's too small. So our boat required that you were at least 15. Okay. All right. And that's 15. Yeah, that's due to the fact that like, literally you will fly across the room if you are not securely in your bed. Got it. Makes okay.
0: Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, What if, what if you kind of have limited mobility or you have
1: trouble walking? Uh, could you do this trip? You could do it. It would be challenging in some ways. So we had a couple, they were in their eighties. They were from Holland and you know, they weren't super steady on their feet. You do have to like get out of the Zodiac, step on like rocks, or sometimes we were stepping actually in the water. Um, and so it would be harder, but you could do it and they would help you do it wheelchair. I don't know. You would have to explore another cruise line. Right. Okay. Mm
0: All right. It's good to know. And it sounds like the hikes aren't super long if you don't want them to be.
1: No, exactly. And people, you know, the, the people driving the Zodiacs are very willing to like, take you there take you back if you're not into it um we did one of the highlights i'm now remembering is that we did a polar plunge our last Wait, day there what so we literally ran into antarctic water oh my gosh in the die. active volcano which what? was obviously like not Whoa. actively active but yeah that was wild and crazy and the coldest i've ever been and it took my feet truly 4 hours before i could feel my toes again
0: did you see lava
1: no Oh, it's just saying it could erupt. Like the active volcano means it could erupt. It hasn't since 1970, but it could.
0: Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Polar plunge in Antarctica. That might be one to add. That might be the tip. Do that. Okay. Polar plunge. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Well, you hit all my high points here. And this sounds, I mean, this sounds like an incredible experience to have. It is. I don't. I have the cash yet for that, but maybe we can start an Antarctica <laughs> savings. Do it. it saving worth man. every penny. We will make sure to include photos, links to the blog. Awesome. Tips, packing tips, information of who you can book with, that sort of thing, oh, all man. in the show notes. So please go to experiencesyoushouldhave.com, click on episodes, find this episode, and you will find Lots of information to explore the ICCs woo-woo. Uh, so make sure you check out Chelsea's blog on uh, the new white and also please make sure you leave a review for experiences you should have.com on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts) Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. And please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please, please leave us a review. Also, if you have an experience that you think others should have, tell us about it on Instagram. We have a new hashtag, E-Y-S-H, for Experiences You Should Have. So let me know what you got. I want to hear about cool, unique experiences in the world that can be replicated. And if you can answer how to make it happen, the cost, the best time to do it, and actually give some recommended tips for other people to make this experience happen, then I absolutely want to hear from you. And Uh, Always feel free to shoot me a message on Facebook or experiencesyoushouldhave.com. There's a contact there. I would love to hear from you. And until next time.